Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing good. I have a very special show for you. I'm so excited that you're here. I think you're really going to enjoy this show. Have you ever wondered or been curious about past lives, your past lives, or maybe getting a reading on your past lives? Well, my guest today, Julie Ryan, is a psychic, medium, medical intuitive, and she calls herself really a psychic buffet. You know, she has the ability to tap into pets, ancestors who have passed on, spirit guides, past lives, really anything. And she um, gives me a past life reading. And so it's so cool for her to be able to share her gift, not only with me, but then with you guys. I know you're going to find this really incredibly interesting. And before you join the show, I want to let you know that there's this really cool coincidence or synchronicity. I would say it's more synchronistic than a coincidence that comes from the reading. And I'm going to share it at the end of the episode so I can connect all those fun dots for you. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to Julie Ryan. I know you're going to enjoy it so much and I'll see you after. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so happy you're here. You guys, I have a very special guest today. I have Julie Ryan with me. She is a psychic and medical intuitive, which I think is going to be very cool to talk to. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, We were just talking before the show. We were talking about kids and life and everything that's been going on. How is your heart today, Julie? How are you feeling? Good. Great. I'm going on vacation tomorrow for a week. I'm going to the beach. So <laughs> I'm ready. And uh, normally I'm, I'm live a life of joy and it's ramped up just a little bit because I can picture myself just at the beach and, mm-hmm. and reading my book and, and uh, just relaxing for a week. Yeah. It sounds beautiful. What book are you into right now? I am reading Dr. Christian Northrup's Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. Mm. And I bought the book, gosh, probably 25 years ago, Lauren. Are you familiar with Dr. Northrup? Yes, yes. She, she I call her the fairy godmother of women's health. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. the, she is just such an extraordinary gal. And uh, I have followed her for 30 years. And she and I use the same editor, book editor who introduced us. And then Dr. Northrup took my class. And so we've become very close since then. And it was funny, I flew to, uh, I flew on a plane for the first time since January last weekend. And I took a screenshot of my Kindle and I said, look what I'm reading on the plane flight. And she said, I hope you're flying around the world because it's going to take you a while. (laughs) I said, said, well, I'm going to be able to uh, finish reading it when I'm at the beach. So I haven't read it in about 30 years Wow! and I'm rereading it and it's updated and it's just wonderful. And, yeah. and I'm so honored because I'm listed as a reference in her How book. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about your work and let's talk about a little bit about what, about what you do. I, you know, you, you have worn many hats, but I think, you know, right now being a psychic and medical intuitive is, is largely where you are, but tell us what you do and, and how this all works. Well, I'm, I tell people I'm a businesswoman and an inventor who learned how to do woo-woo. 
which is true. <laughs> I learned yeah. how to do all of this stuff. I'm yeah. an inventor of surgical devices that are sold throughout the world. And I used to have a company that manufactured them that I sold a few years ago, Lauren. And I've, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm one of those crazy entrepreneurs you read about who has founded a bunch of different companies in five different industries Amazing. and over my career. And I have always been interested in healing stuff because I've been in the medical supply business for my, I was for my whole career. Right. And, and I was given a book by a girlfriend uh, written by a woman named Carolyn Mace called Anatomy of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Gosh, going on 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she called herself a medical intuitive. And I thought, what the heck is that? I'd never right. heard that term before. And I read her book and I was interested and I wanted to know more. And back then, Lauren, we didn't have the internet yet. <laughs> and we didn't have Amazon yet. Mm -hmm. So I did the old fashioned thing and I went to a bookstore. Mm -hmm. And I found a book called Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan, PhD, who was a former NASA physicist who had taken very complex quantum physics language and turned it into understandable verbiage for the non-scientific mind. That mm -hmm. would be me. <laughs> and I was fascinating. She talked about using energy fields to help facilitate healing. Mm -hmm. And so I read her book and then I wanted to know more and I called her school and I said, do you have anybody in my area that's teaching this stuff? And as luck would have it, they did a graduate and, I studied with her for six years and paid the equivalent of getting a doctorate in doing that and, right. and just did it for family and friends over the years and then was led to write a book and was led to do a podcast. And now I do it full time. I work with people all over the world. I talk to clients all day, every day. And, right. and, uh, and we can't, I, I say I'm a, I'm a businesswoman that learned how to do woo woo and I'm a buffet of psychicness. <laughs> because we can do a medical scan and healing. We can do that on humans. I, we, I do it with pets. We can talk to deceased loved ones. We can communicate with people who are not able to communicate on their own. And even if they are, it can do spirit to spirit communication. We can do past life stuff. So we can talk to angels and spirit guides. And it, it's just a riot. It's so right. much fun to do all this stuff. And I so, teach people how to do all this stuff that I do, teach people around the world. Yeah. And I think that's important too. And, and actually my next question was going to be, you know, is this something anybody can do? Like, you know, uh, it, you, you think yes? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all born with intuitive capabilities. We've all had circumstances and situations in our lives where Lauren, we think of somebody and, uh, all of a sudden they call us the next day or they text us or we run into them and we say, Oh, I was just thinking of you. And little children are, I know you have a little one. Mm -hmm. They're very intuitive. They haven't been taught to turn off their abilities yet. Most little children are able to perceive energy fields and spirits. And oftentimes there are moms who will say to me, my little Susie, telling me she's talking to my dead grandfather who's been gone for 20 years and he's telling her stuff that I asked my mom and it's right and there's no way little Susie could know this because little Susie doesn't read yet right and that's that's why I wrote my book angel messages for kids 
because I have had so many moms of little children over the years talk about that or say they know information about past lives that they don't quite understand cognitively what's going on, but they know details that are able to be verified online with historic documents and the child doesn't read yet. There's no way they can know the information and, you know, and how do, how do I explain to my child that, that my grandmother is in heaven, but we're at the funeral home for the visitation hours and she sees grandma's body in the casket. You know, how do I explain all of that? Little children get this because Mm -hmm. they haven't been told by adults, oh, honey, that's just your imagination. That's not real. Right. And, and so, yeah, we all have the ability. Absolutely. It's just learning to enhance it and develop it. So what would you recommend for somebody who's like, okay, I have had that experience. I've been thinking about somebody and then they call or I've had an experience. Maybe I felt like I could sense somebody who wasn't physically here anymore. But then mm-hmm. what does the person do next? How do they strengthen this uh, ability? How do they reconnect to it after so many years of being told, and eh, that's your imagination. That's just something you're thinking about. Where do we begin? How do we start doing this? Well, I think when we understand that everything's a vibration, everything's a frequency, and every spirit has its own frequency, kind of like a radio channel in your car radio. You know, you turn to 94.7 and you're getting smooth smooth jazz. You get to 102.5, you got classic rock. It's, mm-hmm. it's a radio station that's broadcasting music or talk radio on a certain frequency. It's very similar to how we're all set up. We're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before many times, probably. And so how we connect to a spirit, whether it's attached to a body or it's somebody that's deceased, and it doesn't even have to be somebody that you know. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to talk to Aristotle or Mother Teresa or whomever, it doesn't matter. How we connect to them is we think of them. Because our heads, Lauren, are like big satellite dishes, and we receive and transmit frequencies. So how we tune our satellite dish to that spirit's frequency is we think of them. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Did you ever watch the TV show Bewitched? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how, that's one of my favorite shows when I was little. Yeah. And I still, I still love it now. And I remember thinking, I want to be like Samantha Stevens when I grow up. <laughs> and now I am. Turns out you are. Yeah, <laughs> I am. And I, and I think the, the whoever the screenwriter was, the writers of that show really knew woo woo mm. because when she calls her mother, she goes mother and Andorra's immediately there, or she calls uncle Arthur and uncle Arthur immediately comes in. That's what we're doing with spirit. Mm. We're connecting our satellite dish heads to that spirit. We think of them and then they immediately come in. Likewise, when she would snap her fingers and she would be, for instance, at Darren's office, her husband's office, or in a different location immediately, that's called non-local reality. And I teach that in my classes. I teach how to communicate with spirit and how to do all this stuff, non-local reality, where you're actually somewhere else and you can see what's going on in real time. One of my students yesterday, uh, her daughter was in surgery. And so I was texting back and forth with her while her daughter was in surgery. She's a graduate. She's not a student. She's a graduate. And, and she said, 
I, uh, you know, I'm seeing all this stuff and I can taste the anesthesia in my mouth. Wow. And I said, that's because you learned how to do non-local reality. She was actually able to be in the operating room while her daughter was having surgery. And we were comparing notes about what they were operating on at that specific time, how many surgeons were in the room, who would the deceased loved one's spirits were that were in the room. The person's guardian angel is always over the head of anesthesia when Mm -hmm. somebody's in surgery. So, you know, it's all doable. We all have the ability. It's just learning how to do it. Okay. So a lot of questions came up for me. A lot of what you're saying is resonating with me and I want to make sure I'm, I'm answering, asking questions to help people, you know, continue and do the research and maybe reach out to you and, and, and learn how can they work with you. So when you're talking about what is the modality, how do we, uh, what do we do in order to get to that non-local space? What, how do you get people there? Raise your vibrational level to the level of spirit. Is that and, what is what we do, and that's what I teach. And is and that from about, meditation, or is it from? No, it's okay. instant. It's instant. Okay. I turn okay. I turn my abilities on and off at will. Okay. Uh, takes a nanosecond to do it, and so what I teach in my classes is how to do that, and then hold that super high vibrational energy. Most people, if they don't know what it feels like because they've never done it, it's hard to reach it. Yeah. But when they're with somebody who's holding that energy level and they swim in it for several hours during, a, you know, during the classes, then they're, they're able to get it on their own. Interesting. Meditation is certainly a way to increase your vibrational level, but uh, it's not necessary to do the work that I do. I turn it on and off and on and off in a nanosecond. And so it's a feeling you've been able to recognize like, okay, here I am now in this higher vibrational state that I'm turning on. And so you can now recognize this feeling. And so you're teaching people how to recognize that in themselves to then switch on and off. Right. And I transfer that level of vibration to my students. So similar to a metronome, Mm -hmm. you know, you can set up a room of metronomes that are are moving at different speeds and eventually they're all going to synchronize. Right. So it's about synchronizing that energy level to my students and then they're able to do what I do. When you were learning this work, when you were learning more about it, when you were studying for six years, what was one of the biggest hurdles you came across in, in uh, navigating through this and getting to a place where you're like, okay, I I am clear on what my abilities are and what the abilities are for everybody. Trusting the information that I get. Yes. I'm nodding my head so big. Nobody can see me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) and I think that comes with, frankly, it just comes with practice and it comes with doing it because when we do it and we get validated for what we get, then uh, we're able to trust it when it comes in. One of my dear friends is in the hospital now with metastasized cancer that was discovered last week, and she's mm. she's really in trouble. And they did the scans on her, and so I did a medical scan on her too. And it's like I'm a human MRI, Lauren. Yeah. I can yeah. see in my mind's eye broken bones, torn ligaments, viral infections, bacterial infections, cancer, or tumors, whatever. Mm. And I was seeing that it had metastasized to her lungs. Mm. And she said, well, that's not being picked up on the scans yet. But then they did at the hospital, 
and then they did a subsequent scan at the doctor's office and guess where it showed up? It's in her mm -hmm. lungs as well. But the, for whatever reason, the scan that was done at the hospital just wasn't picking it up yet. So in a situation like that, early on, I would, I would question what I was seeing in my mind's eye. Right. But after doing it for 30 years, almost 30 years, it's like, okay, well, here's where I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it here in your lungs too. And then I get validation. So right. when we get validation for the information we receive, then it helps us trust our abilities and, and go from there. And, yeah. and the other thing to remember that I teach is that it's spirit working through us and with us in conjunction with us to help facilitate healing. If we're, if I'm doing like a medical um, healing or a medical scan and that spirit is pure love. Mm -hmm. So the information we get, I don't ever edit because I feel like if I'm getting it, I'm supposed to share it. Right. I think people are afraid if they see something that's really serious, like cancer, you know, you see cancer in somebody that you're scanning, which I do periodically. And I'll say, you, you need to go see your doctor. Here's what I'm seeing. And here's where I'm seeing it. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go see their doctor and they'll get an x-ray or a PET scan or whatever. Right. And, and it'll show up. And some schools of thought are don't share anything that's bad news. Well, my right. feeling is I'm getting this information. I'm supposed to share it so they can go, go get help themselves yeah. heal. Yeah. Right. Get right. help. Yeah. And then, and then I, I watch and participate in energetic healings uh, with my clients that can really be fascinating because sometimes the healings will remove something. Sometimes it'll add something. Often I see healings that emulate what I saw in operating rooms for all those years, Lauren, when I was yeah. in that business. Sometimes I see healings that utilize methodologies and devices that haven't been invented yet. And I have friends that are in scientists and physicians. And sometimes if I see healings and I don't know what it is, I'll, I'll call one of my my buddies, I'll say, what the heck is this? And they'll explain it to me from a medical standpoint and then it'll make sense. Yeah. Right. Say, okay. Wow. Cool. So cool. You know, the question that's coming up for me and it's come up for me in a few different interviews. And it's so interesting with these interviews because, you know, people who are, who are working in this and feel confident and trust the messages that they're seeing and feeling and hearing, um, the, the, it's so consistent across the board, it's vibration and it's, you know, it's the same message. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this question has come up a lot and I'm just going to ask you, you're the first one I get to ask, uh, do you think, or what is the reason that we like, the question is more about like, it sounds very powerful, right? It sounds very like, you are stepping into your own innate power by being able to say, I'm intuitive, that I can see things that are non-local, that I can connect in places that are not, you know. So why is it that so many of us feel, feel and are living lives that are powerless um, when we have these amazing tools and gifts and, and, and resources? What is happening? Why, why are not so many people saying, this is, this, I can do this and, and I trust it. Several reasons. First of all, I believe that 
civilizations and religions and cultures have are all based in fear. Fear is, is the number one uh, motivator for people. And it's been used to control the masses throughout history. Right. right. In every culture, every religion. I mean, my gosh, right now, we're yeah. living in a, the time of a pandemic. You've uh -huh. got people on one end of the spectrum that are saying, it's the flu. Less than 1% of the population is dying from this. So, you know, more people die from other stuff than this and then you got people at the uh, other end of the spectrum saying stay in your house don't even think about going out and if you go out wear a mask even if you're outside by yourself mm -hmm. which you know such polar opposites one is living in a creative environment one is living in fear we're all hardwired for fear lauren we're, we're all looking for that saber-toothed tiger to come around the corner that's going to eat us right. for lunch right, kind right. of a thing. Right. So I think, I think the key is, and, and again, I teach this in my classes, is to be able to discern what's a rational fear and what's an irrational fear. A rational fear is something's going to kill you pretty much in the next minute or two. And an irrational, so change the conditions, get out of the road before the truck runs you over and kills right, you. Right. And then everything else is an irrational fear and we make it up. You know, when we're thinking of future events, we're hardwired for fear. So we immediately default to thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this can happen. And then that will lead to that. And then all, oh, and then before you know it, you're in this black hole of fear mm -hmm. that we've made up. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is we want to break that frequency. We want to disrupt that frequency because every thought has a vibration like every, every spirit that I talked about a minute ago. We want to disrupt that frequency and change to a different frequency. We don't want to just, you know, a lot of schools of thought are just send that thought love and let it go. Well, yeah, you're still in the same frequency. You haven't right. changed the radio station. Right. You want to change the station. And so the disruptor that I teach is if, if you are feeling some negative emotion, it's your spirit saying, hey, you're out of alignment because spirit is pure love and joy. And so it's an internal GPS system. So when you're feeling sadness, anger, jealousy, fear, anxiety, whatever, it's your spirit saying, hey, you're out of alignment. So what I do is I ask the question, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? I call it the two minute rule. <laughs> this is going to kill me in the next two minutes. I'm standing in line in Costco and it's going to take me a half an hour to get through this line. And it's going to make me late for my interview with Lauren. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling stressed about that. What do I need to, I need to buy this stuff, but I need to talk to Lauren. How am I going to do it? You know? So I ask myself, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. Normally you're going to chuckle. And what you've done when you do that is you've disrupted that frequency of that thought channel that you were thinking about before. And then the next question is, how is this benefiting me? Mm. Well, how it's benefiting me is I may meet somebody really fabulous behind me or in front of me in line. Number one, number two, I may avoid a car accident or something on the way home by being delayed five minutes. Number three, it's, at least pointing out a limiting belief that's showing me an irrational fear that's fake news. It's false. Mm -hmm. 
And once we disprove it to our brain, it lessens the fear and we're able to move forward. Awesome. So that's a technique I call the two minute rule. And most of the fear that we feel, if, if we have a negative emotion, it's based in fear. If we're having a positive emotion, it's based in love. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that you have to love everybody and love everything? It means that you accept that everything's unfolding perfectly and something beneficial is happening here, even if you can't see it at the moment. And that's a, a great perspective to have. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for you know uh, answering that question and giving us like a real tool that we can do when we're standing in the line at Costco or maybe at home and feeling you know just angry or sad or whatever it might be. A two-minute disruption um, tool. A two-minute rule. Yeah. Two-minute rule. Um, <laughs> So I wanted to open some space for you to do a reading uh, on me. Okay. Um, And so whatever comes, comes. Uh, I have no um, prerequisites or expectations. So I just wanted to open the floor and give people a little sneak peek into what you do. Well, do you want, what kind do you want? Do you want to talk to a spirit guide? Do you want to talk to, do you want to do a medical thing? Do you want to do a past life thing? Past life things are really fun. So cool. I don't know. You know what? I trust you. I trust that you would have. Well, I'm open for whatever. I mean, you tell me what you're interested in, then we'll go there. I don't care. All three, but we only have, you know, like another 30 so minutes, but, um, Let's do a past life thing then. Those are really okay. fun. All right, because oftentimes, oftentimes we can corroborate the information we get with online data. Like it's, oh, that's it's, fun. Yeah, okay. it's really fun. And okay. we all live many, 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 many past lives. And so how I do past lives, most people will do past life regressions where they'll hypnotize the person. Mm-hmm. And I, how I do it, Lauren, is I call it a past life scan. And I envisioned myself in this endless hallway and it has very tall ceilings and it's narrow. And on the walls are these big square mirrors that line the, the walls, floor to ceiling. And I don't know where this came from. This just came in probably 20 years ago of doing past life stuff. And it's just my technique, how I do it. Other people have different techniques, but it's just how I do it. So we're going to come up with a question and then the question will ask and I'll say, show me the past lives that correlate with this question. And the ones that do will come out from the wall, Lauren, as if they're on a hydraulic arm. And then I'll say, show me the one that correlates the most. And that one will come out the furthest. Mm -hmm. And then I'll envision walking into the mirror and it's like I'm watching a little mini movie in my head. And I'll be, we'll get where it was and when it was and stuff like that. So what would be a question of something that you, you are interested in knowing if there's something in a past life that is affecting you in this life, either positively or negatively, it doesn't matter. Just something that would, would, uh, maybe your interest in meditation or maybe something that, that is something that you feel like, gosh, do I have like some kind of a block from a past life? And I, it makes me crave chocolate or <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I do crave chocolate. 
Well, um, I must be psychic or something. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, let me think of like a good, what is a question? I definitely have have been curious about my past lives. So it's a, it's a really yeah. cool exercise. Um, and there's something about, um, I don't know if this is a question, but I'm, I'm sure you can help me pull the question together. Okay, so there's something about in my past lives that I have, oh, um, I have experienced, I don't know how to ask this question. Um, I have experienced, um, being like the, I have experienced some sort of like, I don't know how to say it in words. Okay. Um, like some sort of like strength, like, like pillar almost, uh, for, for, for feminine energy, for females, like a really fucking like strong rock. And I don't know if that's my personal life or if it's, uh, it feels very historical. Like it feels like I've just been bringing in this calm power pillar. Um, so what, I don't know how to ask a question about that, but maybe um, in a past life, have I been, um, have I been a, Have I been a leader? Maybe that's a good question. Leader or a feminine leader? Have I been a female leader in a past life? That's a good question. Female leader. That's a good one too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm in the hallway. Does Lauren have any past lives in which she was a female and a leader in that? A leader of what? Many people. I mean, you can be a leader in your own home. You can lead your children. So it feels like it was bigger. Specific. Okay. So she's been many past lives in which Lauren has been a uh, for community. It was a community. A community leader. Okay. All right. There are several that several mirrors that have come out from the walls, like as I mentioned, as if they're on a hydraulic arm. Show me the one that correlates the most is way the heck down the hallway on the left side. <laughs> I see myself jogging down this hallway, Lord. That's the, the thing about woo-woo is it's so much fun yeah. because it's based in joy. You know, yeah. it's based in love and love is joy. So we have fun. Even if it's, even if somebody has some awful disease that we're picking up on it, it's, we still laugh and we have fun because it's done in joy. The healing and all of that is done in joy and, and in love. All right. So I'm still, I'm still running down the hall. I get the year 1627. 1627. Right. The interesting thing too is that oftentimes I would say 98, 99% of the time when I get a year of a past life or even a, an emotional event in this life, uh, it's, there's usually a seven in the number. Hmm. And the number seven in the Bible in ancient times signified spiritual perfection. Hmm. So I find it interesting that the years that we get are I, almost all the time they have a seven in them. That is interesting. Yeah. So it's spiritual perfection in the year that's being shown to us. Right. All right. So I'm in front of this. And I'm walking in to, to the mirror. It's like I'm walking inside the mirror and I'm going into this scene and there's this big old garden. It looks like Egypt. I get, I get it's ancient Egypt. 
it's um, it's near present day Cairo. I get 20 miles to the east of present day Cairo. So whatever that was in 1627, this is all fun stuff to look up. Mm-hmm. But but you you look like you would picture an Egyptian woman at that time. You know, sleeveless sheath dress clothing on belted at the waist with some rope you've got some sandals on that are pretty fancy you look fairly affluent to me you've got one of those upper arm bracelets on where it's kind of a maybe a um could be in the form of a snake or something that i know you've seen those bracelets that are upper arm bracelets you've Mm -hmm. got Mm -hmm. lace-up sandals that lace up your calves and uh, you, you look like something out of Cleopatra, actually. <laughs> so, okay, let's see what's going on. You're by a river. There are uh, oh, cattails and those kinds of plants that are near a river. You're near the river. You've got a gaggle of women with you. You're some, you're some blue blood kind of woman is what I'm getting because you've got this gaggle of women that are servants that are with you and how I can tell their servants is their heads are covered yours is not Mm. Um, uh, you've got women that are different ages there are seven women interestingly enough with you one is older looks like maybe uh, could be a nanny figure that's been with you throughout your lifetime she looks like she's several decades older than you. And then there are some that look like they're teenagers. I get your 37 in this scene that I'm watching right now. Um, all right. So the name, your name is something, um, it sounds like Camille, which doesn't sound Egyptian to me, but it would be interesting to see what Camille is in Egyptian, mm-hmm. you know, to, because sometimes names will come in in a language that we can understand, especially when it's coming from other planets and other cultures, maybe dead languages. Mm-hmm. I'll get that a lot with angels. And I'll say, can, we, can you give me an English nickname we can call you? Because yeah. your, name, your name has 17 consonants in it. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know even know how to pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> or some, some symbols that I'm like, okay, I have no clue what that is. Um, and then, and then I'll get, okay, call me Max or, or call yeah. me Allie or something. Okay. So I'm getting Camille is your name. And, uh, let's see, what did you do in that lifetime? I get you could have read and write. You were literate, which was pretty rare for women back then. So you were able to read, you were, you had your own astrologer interestingly enough Hmm. and um your astrologer was a woman usually Hmm. the astrologers were men but you had an astrologer and you were really interested in that and you were advising um the court for lack of of a better description so you're some you're married to somebody on the that's part of royalty or you're connected to it somehow. You're not royalty, but I think you're married to somebody who's royalty. So you're advising your husband and your husband's advising the court Hmm. with that. And you're also advising the, you are working, which just came in as you're working with midwives. 
Mm. So you're working with the women and you're combining astrology with the midwives and the work that they do to help deliver babies and help women when they're pregnant. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Cool. What, what happens, Lauren, is when I'm hooked into somebody and I'm um, in the, you know, the stream of consciousness, if you will, if that sounds very hippy dippy, but yeah. it's, it's spirit. It reminds me of imagine being rafting down the Colorado river. You know, yeah. you're in the river, you're in the waves, you're in the rapids, you're in all of that. I'm in the stream of consciousness right now. And so I'm seeing things in my mind's eye, but I'm also getting what I call divine downloads into my head hmm. and information's coming into my head as I'm cool. watching all of this. So I see you in your, in a room, probably where you lived in your home and you have, you've got this astrologer woman with you. I get her name was Zelda. That sounds appropriate, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like Sounds like a fortune teller in one of those machines Definitely. at the fair, you know, Definitely. with the magic turban on. Yeah. <laughs> Zelda. And so you and Zelda, Zelda's got this piece of paper, papyrus, that would have been back then. And she has the stars mapped out. So she's drawn kind of like if you were looking at blueprints of a building, like an engineering drawing or something, but she's got it all mapped out. And, and she's teaching you this and then you in turn are communicating this information and teaching these midwives. Wow. I see you, what's the scene has just gone to a bunch of women that are sitting on the floor and you and Zelda have tacked up this piece of paper with all these, this, it's like a star chart, if you will, mm -hmm. on, on a wall. And um, interestingly enough, you've used some kind of, looks like aloe, but it's not, but it's something that has a sticky consistency to it to stick to the wall. I think it, you know, those kinds of wild details. Yeah. Um, you put it, you put it so that you can stick this up to the wall and you can show it to the women and you're teaching them. And then they in turn it helps them do their jobs better. And they in turn are taking that information to their women that they're helping, you know, so cool. or um, it's not only helping them with their pregnancy and their childbirth experiences, but it's, it's teaching them useful information for their lives. Amazing. Yeah. So it's fun to correlate how, does that relate to your current life? So off the top of my head, certainly, what are you doing? You're teaching yeah. people <laughs> around the world, probably primarily women, mm -hmm. who are, you're helping them get in touch with their spirituality. And certainly astronomy is one way of helping people get in touch with their spirituality because it's all about the frequency again of the pull of the moon you know it affects the tides and the planetary alignments and it's all about energy and it's all about the frequencies yeah so that's one modality for people to utilize to get in touch with their own spirituality how cool. the other thing i'm getting is uh that by doing that you were teaching women who then would take that information and they would teach their children 
so it would enhance both their lives and their children's lives. And I have to assume you're teaching your daughter some of this stuff. Certainly as she grows, you're going to be continuing to raise her in an environment where she can learn to trust her intuition, trust the guidance she gets, you know, Absolutely. trust her, her gut and all of that. Any other correlations that you can come up with off the top of your head? Well, I'm about to be 37. So that was interesting uh -huh. to me. Um, oh, and, yeah. um, right now today, ironically, I'm literally wearing <laughs> a belted sheath dress with sandals. So I, just for me, that kind of was like funny. For yeah. Me. Um, yeah. And I, I read and I'm, I, I'm, I have read a lot about Egyptian women and just recently uh, picked up a National Geographic magazine all about Egyptian women and, and what they were doing. And, and I did feel this resonation with that uh, just in reading it. So that this is the scene that came up is kind of interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, There's a wonderful book called the, I think it's called the Red Tent. That's all about ancient Egyptian cultures and how the women all helped each other and the red tent signified when they were on their period. Hmm. It's, it's really great. It's a novel, but it's a, one of those historical novels Yeah, where it's based on a lot of historical information. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I'll, I'll definitely, I'm a big reader, so I'll definitely pick it up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that just, you know, what you called out that there's a relationship between taking what I'm learning and sharing it out so that it can benefit the community. And, and I'm doing that now. So it's very interesting that in a, in a past life, in a different environment, I was this soul, this, this soul has been doing this many times. And, and, and it feels like that. It feels like when I have be, when I started publicly putting myself out there, it felt very familiar. It felt like I've done this before. And, and, the first time I ever went to professional recording booth and, and recorded meditations and, you know, put it out publicly and did all the fun stuff that comes with it. The, the guy <laughs> was like, Oh, how long have you been doing this? You know, and how long have you been putting them out? And I was like, Oh, this is my first time. <laughs> ah, fabulous. So it feels fabulous. very um, familiar, I guess is a good word. So yeah, I think, I think it's a cool experience. You know, the thing, the thing about past lives that I find so fascinating is we live hundreds if not many thousands of past lives and when we understand that there's no time that exists in the spirit world time is a human concoction humans right. have invented time so a hundred years may not even be a blip on the radar screen in the spirit world but what i find fascinating lauren is that when our spirit incarnates we come in wanting to explore something mm -hmm. maybe you you're thing that you want to explore is creating programs or techniques to help people get in touch with their spirituality and you get getting in touch with your own spirituality. And then that basic script, which is very genetic or very generic, excuse me, generic will repeat in multiple lifetimes and each lifetime we expand out from it. So in 1627 in ancient Egypt, you did what you could do within your circles, living 20 miles outside of Cairo, which I imagine mm -hmm. was probably a hub. It would be interesting to see, you know, how state capitals will move yeah. throughout history. Maybe it was 
one place and then it like Washington DC was Philadelphia and then it moved to then the the country's uh, capital moved to DC but we expand out from each lifetime we we experience whatever it is we're going to experience and then we're in a different time we're in a different you you've got the internet you've got podcasts you have an amazing reach we have amazing access to information now and when you learn how to do woo woo then you have access to universal intelligence and then you really have amazing access to any information you want but i equate it to the movie a star is born that was out a couple years ago with lady gaga and bradley Mm -hmm. cooper Mm -hmm. That was a fourth remake of the same script. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie when I was in high school with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Same right. movie, different timeline, different setting, different cast of characters. Maybe a few little differences and nuances in the storyline, but still the basic script. And so each lifetime, we expand out and we look at things from a different perspective. So perhaps that same script you've lived a lifetime as a man married to a woman who was influential or the child of, or the mother of, or the colleague of, or the whatever, the teacher of. And then you watched one of your students take the information that you imparted and that you taught and then expand out from there. So we look at things, it's kind of like that maybe is our destiny and then it meets free will. It's at the crossroads of free will. And free will is you can help educate people in a bazillion different ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's so fun to explore all of that. So cool. And, and it's, yeah. it's really fascinating. Do you do this for your own past, you know, your own soul? I have. Yes, I have several times. I don't, I don't do it a lot. Uh, because I guess it just doesn't come up. Yeah. I, I just, it hasn't really come up yeah. much, but I can. Yeah, yeah certainly. sure. And it's, it's, it's fun to do it. I have one, there was one caller into my show, my shows on Thursday nights, and it's a call-in show where people call and they ask Julie Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, there's just this whole plethora of questions. And this guy called in one time and he said, it was episode 31. I'm on 212 now. So it was a couple of years ago. And he said, uh, can you tell if I was an engineer in a past life? And I said, sure. And so I get him on my radar. I'm in the hallway. This past life comes up and I get the year is uh, 1932. And I'm saying, okay, but it looks like the set of a Star Wars movie, Lauren. Mm-hmm. That's like flying cars and buildings and like in Star Wars in the movie where they have all those flying machines and stuff and I said to him you were a man in that lifetime you were in charge of the electrical grid Mm -hmm. with these cars and this uh running the it was like a city like you'd see in Star Wars again and I got 1932 but it was on a different planet at the time because certainly other civilizations, it's feasible. We have trillions of planets. It's feasible right. there are other civilizations and some perhaps are way more advanced than we are. Right. And, and so I said to him, you were in charge of the electrical grid. And I said, what kind of engineer are you? And he said, I'm an, I'm an electrical engineer. And I said, okay, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But 
I thought that was really fun to, you know, that he was an electrical engineer in that lifetime on a different planet. And now in this lifetime, he's an electrical engineer. And he then went on to tell us that he works for uh, a division of GE and he builds big jet engines wow. for the great big planes. So, so cool. it's really, it's really fun to make those connections. Absolutely. It's so fun. And Julie, I just, I want to be mindful of your time and I, I really appreciate you being here today and taking us through this journey and, you know, just giving me such a gift of knowing something about my soul and the past life experience. So I can't thank you enough. And, um, you know, I want to encourage all the listeners to reach out to you. I'll share all the ways, but if you have something in particular you'd like people to know about, feel free to share that with us now. Um, because you are just a light and I, it's been such a pleasure. Ask julieryan.com. You can find any, anything, anything you want. There's information there about my, my podcast. That's, that's every Thursday night at eight Eastern. And, and that's a blast. And my classes, which are a blast and my books and, and I do a, a weekly blog that somebody has submitted online. They've asked a question and then I answer it. So you can sign up for that. Everything you need, ask Julie Ryan on Facebook and Instagram too is a good place. And I, we post all kinds of information that hopefully people are finding helpful. Awesome. So everything's under ask Julie Ryan, ask Julie Ryan.com, ask Julie Ryan on Instagram and Facebook. Ask Julie Ryan.com. She's there for it. She'll give you the answers. <laughs> That's right. Well, Julie, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And thank you everybody for tuning in to Inner Guidance Daily and we'll see you on the next episode. Okay, how cool is that conversation? How cool was the past life reading? If that's something you feel like you want to do in your life, I really highly recommend you reach out to Julie Ryan at AskJulieRyan.com and she will be able to do this for you. You can be able to get an insight into your past lives, perhaps see or experience some key insights into your life that can help you right now and then into the future. I really recommend it. It was such a cool experience. Okay, so let me help connect some of the dots. So it took me a while to like actually like, you know, take in the information and think about it a little bit longer. Um, and I realized there's a huge connection to the past life reading she uh, shared, but I didn't like, it didn't register at the time when she was asking, Hey, does this resonate? Okay. Yes. It resonates that I happened to be wearing a dress at that time, um, that matched the description and that I have interest in Egyptian and specifically Egyptian women. And that I am turning 37 this August. Um, but what's the biggest, literally the biggest synchronistic moment of all of this is that here in a past life, I was working with an astrologer who was then, you know, allowing us to map out the stars and support midwives and bringing children into the world and then educating women, you know, on how to use that to, for your life and then passing that knowledge down and down. Okay, what's so cool about that is right now I'm in primordial sound meditation teacher training and that whole entire concept is from the primordial sounds that happened, you know, 
when the world started and this is all from vedic um philosophy and knowledge and from texts that are 5,000 years old and again if you don't know this i'm training with the chopra center but what that is primordial sound meditation is it's mantra meditation that's based on 108 astrological um sounds so it's very very rooted and astrology the vedic astrology and the stars so that means that if you're born at this date at this time it's the long longitude and latitude of your birth date and then depending on that you have this um primordial sound mantra and that's your mantra and that's the mantra that helps awaken the inner you the inner consciousness um, the deeper truths of who you are and it resonates for, from your vibration um, and so when you are able to repeat this mantra and focus on it and give it intention and energy when you sit down in meditation it's literally energizing that knowing that sense the trueness of who you are when you do that so i thought that was such a cool um synchronistic uh coincidence magical whatever you want to call it um alignment with the fact that in a past life i was working in a very similar realm of astrology and helping midwives in egypt ancient egypt and then now today present time 2020 i am still using astrology um from the vedic knowledge and wisdom on helping people you know get their primordial sound meditation mantra and guiding people in meditation how cool is that coincidence again so i can't really you know i can't express how much like if you feel like an itch an interest something in you is saying um try it out see what it's like i encourage you to reach out to julie you can reach out to her directly ask julieryan.com um, or you can call into her show, Ask Julie Ryan. It's a podcast and it's available in all you know areas that distribute podcasts. Um, and you can just reach out to her via email as well. And I, you know, if you do and you get a past life reading, share it with me. Come back, send me an email, Lauren at interrebel.co. Let me know what your experience is like. I love sharing those stories. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. Julie is an amazing teacher and now just a great friend. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Julie and thank you for listening. As always, be well, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next episode. Sending you so much love. Thank you.